Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! This time we're going to talk about some anime that inspires us, our waifu of the week, Akane Sunomori from Psycho Pass, and some stuff we've watched recently like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Demon Slayer, My Hero, Hands Off Isoken, and more. But let's start off with some anime that inspires us. Believe in me! Believe in the Kamina who believes in you! Alright, Spiral Fishcake, what anime inspires you? So, one of the ones that I have on my list of anime that inspires me is Gurren Lagann. What about Gurren Lagann inspires you? Well, first of all, it is my favorite anime of all time. Oh, it's your favorite. Favorite anime of all time. I couldn't tell. Love it. I feel like there are a lot of things about it that inspire me. I feel like just the way the characters motivate each other all the time, and they really help each other all the time, really inspires me, and how they push past their limits so much of the time really inspires me. I feel like just the ideology of a lot of the people in the show, especially Kamina, inspires me. Like, the focus on always doing better, pushing past your fear. And I know it's very out there and very over the top but the the sentiment's still the same and it's still to me inspiring because the sentiment is that you should believe in yourself and go beyond what you think you can do and always try pushing harder and not allowing yourself to just run away from what you're afraid of and push through what you're afraid of yeah (laughs) <laughs> I definitely love the message that it sends. Just the idea that if you don't think you can do it now, then you just need to evolve and push harder and become mm-hmm. a greater version of you. And the sky's really the limit. And even though the sky's the limit, you can still break through that limit if you just manage to push yourself hard enough. Right. And the view, too, that you should reach for really out there goals. Right. That you should at least try to set these goals and try to reach them. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's okay to have these crazy, ridiculous goals and to move forward with pursuing them. Now, is there a certain character in the show that really inspires you? Yeah, like I said, Kamina probably inspires me the most. I will say, though, Simone also really inspires me because I feel like Simone was the one that had a lot of fears, mostly in the beginning parts of the show. And while Kamina was the one always there to motivate him and always there to push him to reach past his limits, he was the one who made the decisions to do those things. Right. And I really appreciated his bravery right. because that did not come naturally to him. So it was not natural for him to reach out there and do all these crazy things and fight like he was, but he did it. And so I always thought that, that was really inspiring. Yeah, I agree. I think that seeing both an inspiring person through Kamina and a person who is inspired and can push through and do something... Mm -hmm. because of that inspiring person but then also is able to push themselves as well that's a really powerful thing and a really encouraging thing i think so much of the beginning parts of that show is centered around watching what having someone to motivate and inspire you can do for you and also being a person who is inspiring can do for people because what their group starts out as and what it becomes is just so incredible and it's all because of the power of a person's vision and ability to motivate and inspire others and then the people following that motivation and following that inspiration and acting on it and doing something about it and making the things that they all envisioned together happen and that's something that I just really love about this show and then Yoko also really inspires me because I feel like she has so many different facets to who she is as a person and it's really cool seeing that you can be a variety of different things just her ability to be both this really cool gun 
wielding lady who just brings stuff down and then also this more sensitive, gentle, firm and caring sort of person. Right. I just really like how she teaches that you can be different things, that you can bring many different things to the table. Like, you don't have to just be this one version of yourself the whole time. And I really like that about Yoko. And in general, the show, just for whatever reason, makes me want to fight people. Like, it inspires me to, like, get up off my couch and then, like, go run a mile or, like, go, like, kickboxing or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm lazy. But... (laughs) But it makes me want to. It gives me energy to just do something. To go try to change my life in some positive way every time I'm done watching episodes of it. Like, the other day, I was feeling pretty down about something. I forget what. And I just watched a few episodes of it. And I was like, my problems are irrelevant. Gurren Lagann is all I need (laughs) to cheer me up. I can do anything. (laughs) Your drill is the drill that will pierce the heavens. I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anything is possible. Kick out logic and do the impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Kick logic out and do the impossible. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was funny. It was funny how watching just a few of those episodes really did change my mood so much. Because genuinely, watching your favorite show in general, I think, just makes a lot of people feel better by watching that which is my favorite anime and then it being the kind of anime that also inspires me I I think was really what I needed in that moment and what I really need every day I think maybe I should just wake up and watch a little bit of Gurren Lagann to start out my day maybe that should be my new inspirational (laughs) routine Watch the beginning of Gurren Lagann every day or just play row row fight the power just around row row fight the power (laughs) Anytime I feel like as your alarm clock, yeah, (laughs) you wake up. Yeah, I will fight the power. (laughs) That's right. I don't know what that power is, but I'll fight it. I will row. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Gurren Lagann is definitely an anime that inspires me. So, what about you? What's an anime that inspires you? So, on that same kind of note, I know you haven't watched this anime, but there's an anime I watched that kind of reminds me of that same feeling of, like, you watch this person be inspired by another person, and over time, you both learn to be inspired by that person, too, and to just push yourself. And that anime is called New Game. It's a show about a bunch of girls who are making a game. The main character's name is Alba, and she really looks up to this one character designer in a Final Fantasy-like game growing up named Ko Yagami and she really looked up to this person and she goes to work for a game studio and sure enough she gets to work with her idol and she learns that her idol isn't exactly perfect in every way but still just watching her and watching her obviously not know what to do yet obviously make a ton of mistakes but still get up every day go to work push herself try to be the best she can be and in season one you sort of see her get off her feet but then in season two you see her as a more of a beginner almost try to be a peer of her idol and be on the same level in some cases and that's a really powerful thing and on the same note you also get to see her idol Ko you see her evolve and learn from that as well and I don't know just from a mentor perspective and from a trying to learn something and try to push myself at work perspective I can really appreciate that you also get that same kind of thing from the programming side somebody in the anime is programming a game her name's Yoon and she also has a mentor named Umiko and Umiko isn't as open 
as Ko is with Oba. Umiko is more of a more silent kind of type, more stern, and Yoon is a lot less responsible than Aoba is, but still, Yoon sincerely tries really hard at her job, and Umiko can see that, and Umiko pushes her to become better and finds a better place for her. And something about just workplace animes where people are sincerely trying hard and being inspired by the people in their field, that really encourages me to do the same, you know, to get up and try to work my hardest and just like Alba would work through the night and get this project done and hit their deadline that makes me feel like yeah I want to do it too I want to nail it just like Alba did it's cool plus I want to work on a video game someday (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say does that does watching that give you feelings like you could also potentially work on a video game someday Oh, of course. Or watching other people do that makes you feel like you can. Yeah, always. Watching people make games makes me want to make games. It just looks so fun seeing all the different stages of where the game is in. I'll also say, too, what you said about her learning that her idol isn't perfect. Right. I think there's a lot of inspiration in that idea itself because I think people get it in their heads that people who've made it big or people who are doing what they've always dreamed of doing, made it there because they're so much better than them or because they're so much smarter or more talented, whatever. So I think it can be inspiring to see that the person that's there now where you want to be isn't perfect and it didn't go perfectly for them. Right. And in New Game, you see that Ko isn't perfect. She overworks herself. She sleeps at the office a lot, which very negative thing. You shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, when Alba goes and they try to do the same thing, something that Alba would do that would take her like a week, Ko would do it and it would take just a few minutes or an hour. And Alba would watch Ko work and be like, oh my gosh, look at the insane pace that she's able to make this really incredible character. Meanwhile, Alba's just trying to make just this one character coke can like crank them out and just the level of oh this person is very competent i want to reach that one day but you can tell that there are years of experience in between the two of them and alba still has a lot to learn but just the idea of hey i'm here i can see this person's a person maybe i can reach that level of skill one day right by watching her it sounds like she feels that she can do it right you know, I can get there. If she got there, surely I can get there. It does feel a little impossible, though, when you see it in real life. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you look at people who are where you want to be, sometimes it does feel completely impossible to get there. That's cool, though, that the show is sort of showing the behind the scenes of what it really takes to get there and then that the people in it didn't have a perfect path there or aren't perfect themselves. All right. What else inspires you? Well, I have another anime that inspires me on a bit of a more serious note is March Comes In Like a Lion. So March Comes In Like a Lion is about Rei Kiriyama. He's a main character and he's a shogi player. And I don't really know what made me want to watch this show because I tried like five minutes of this show once and I was just kind of not in the mood for it. But then I tried it again and it really pulled me in. I think what maybe made me want to watch it was that it was a Shaft Studios show. Right. And Shaft also makes Monogatari and I always thought the visuals for Monogatari were really interesting and unique so I think that's part of what made me want to watch it but anyway something to know about Ray is in the show it's pretty clear and I think he even specifically says this that he's depressed or that he's struggling a lot with being lonely being very hard on himself feeling like he doesn't belong not recognizing his accomplishments just feeling kind of stuck overall in his life as a shogi player Mm -hmm. he's not feeling very motivated 
motivated or inspired. And you can tell that. It opens up and he's sort of alone in his apartment at some points and he's just not doing very well. You know, he hasn't decorated it. It's just a very lonely existence and he's just not really flourishing socially or anything like that. But then he meets some people along the way that sort of help him to open up and feel better and he starts learning that the way he thinks and acts doesn't have to be that way forever and that he can change sort of the way that he thinks and feels and the way also that he views himself and his status as a shogi player and then also his status as a high school student and all of that. So I found that inspiring to me personally because I just feel like a lot of the the same feelings he's had either about himself or in general I've also had. I also have a tendency just to get down about things or to get down on myself or just to feel sad or put a lot of pressure on myself or focus on the things I'm not doing well instead of anything that I am doing well or have done well. Do you feel like the lessons that he learns and like the ways that he cope can help you also figure out what you need to do? Yeah. It felt like watching him process how he was feeling and watching him learn that some of the things he was doing and thinking weren't helpful helped me too. Just some of the messages that different people in his life would tell him, like the three sisters that he makes friends with, those kinds of things that he learned from them would help me too, or the things that he would learn from his teacher would help me too. And I just felt like watching his journey felt a lot like watching, in a lot of ways, someone very similar to myself. And I think that was just helpful that seeing that he could make these changes and he could change his thoughts and feelings. Not completely. I mean, he's still in the process of figuring it all out, but some changes and some things, it made me feel like I could also change that. Right. So that was really helpful to watch. There's a lot of tears while I watched that show. Not mm-hmm. all bad. I think it was helpful, like processing and like, it was helpful tears and it felt very, I guess, therapeutic in a sense to watch it. But yeah, it really just inspired me to change, I guess, some things in me that I was thinking or feeling or, or doing. Like one of the things he did a lot was just kept a lot of feelings inside of himself and not telling other people what he really thought or felt. Right. And I've done that a lot of my life just in general. And so I think just seeing him learn slowly over time to do that was helpful. And then also just learning to recognize more of the things that I do right as he was learning to focus on more of the things he does right was helpful. Like his teacher was pointing out to him after I think he'd lost a shogi match or something had happened and his teacher was like, um, no, you're doing a fine job. You're coming to school. You're taking care of yourself. You're paying your bills. You're a professional in shogi. What else could you possibly be doing? You're doing a great job. Relax. It's okay. (laughs) And then I think there was another thing his teacher told him too, or actually two things that stuck out to me. One was results aren't everything. People's hearts don't get moved by results. So it's not always imperative that you're constantly making results or constantly getting something done or constantly doing the right thing. Sure. If you're just living your life and being a person, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And then also, he said, the other thing that really stuck out to me was, you can only do what you can do. Right. And for me, it's, I feel like I've always just expected so much from myself. And so hearing that and then hearing and seeing how he responded to that, I thought was very inspiring and helpful too. So yeah, it's an anime that has a very special place in my heart. I have him playing shogi on the background of my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just to kind of, I don't know, remind myself that it's okay. It kind of calms me to to see that in the background or I don't know, just reminds me to think more helpfully or or something. I just like having it. It feels relaxing. So yeah, in general, that's why that anime in particular inspires me. doesn't make me want to go fight people, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to 
think more helpful about my life I guess mm-hmm. but anyway what's a, another anime that inspires you for the next one I want to talk about one that's a little bit more recent we haven't even really finished this one yet I think I might be watching it alone <laughs> okay um, but I've recently been a little inspired by hands-off Isaacin. You know, I thought you would say that. Yes. I thought you would. Yeah. And again, it's a character kind of thing. I feel really inspired because to me, it kind of shows that no matter your environment, you can still follow your dream. There are three girls, Asakusa, Mizusaki, and Kanamori. And Asakusa, first of all, she is so passionate about making anime. She watched it when she was little and she just got absolutely obsessed with it. And again, I I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the series but just at the beginning you just see how absolutely obsessed she is and she is going to figure out how to make it happen even if there is no outlet for it she's going to find paper and she's going to go around her city and she's going to draw and draw and come up with ideas and just let her creative passion flow out I've always liked characters like that I know that there are plenty of characters like that in a ton of shows but I just love seeing characters that don't let anything stop them to make something beautiful and just are always creating but what really gets me is when Asakusa finally meets Mizusaki and they start sharing their portfolio it's just really exciting to finally see these two people from completely different backgrounds they are going to work together they're going to push each other forward they're excited and just seeing even though their environment isn't perfect for making something so complex they're going to go ahead and make it happen either way and they come from completely different backgrounds Asakusa comes from a poor family, but she still has this passion and she still finds the time in the paper to draw in and still figures out how to pressure her school into giving her <laughs> the club room and that kind of stuff. And at the same time, Mizusaki has other kind of problems. She's more rich and she has a lot of stuff with her family to deal with. But even though she has a lot of pressure to be a model, she still is like, oh, well, I'm passionate about this thing. I'm going to make this thing happen. And there's even somebody in the show that's not as passionate about that specific thing, but is more passionate about pushing other people forward and pushing other people to do something great. So she can make the dough. Kanamori, and everybody loves Kanamori, but there's all these people from completely different backgrounds coming together and they're just going to push forward and make this cool thing no matter what the cost, what they have to do. They're going to will this into reality. And I have somewhat of a creative spirit, but nothing like that. That's insane to me but it's really inspiring to think like oh I could be making stuff every day there should be nothing getting in my way it doesn't matter if you come from a family with resources that pressures you or family that doesn't really pressure you at all and you have to find something to do doesn't matter if you're low on dough or trying to make the dough you can do it you can make something cool you can will it into reality but it's all up to you and these girls are going to do it and I don't know I just think that's really amazing and really cool and then when you finally get into the anime and you finally see the kind of stuff that they make it's like oh they're really pushing this thing and making it come together and just watching the process in itself inspires me as well just being like oh solving these problems that's such an interesting thing to do that kind of thing makes me go oh I want to solve problems too I want to get up I want to create something I want to see how things evolve and see how the creation process works in my own life and so Isoken really gets me <laughs> fired up I love it all that creative kind of stuff so you get inspired by the idea that anybody could create yeah. There's nothing stopping you from creating. 
Mm-hmm. It's just to. the will, the will to create. That's what mm-hmm. you need. Yeah, I think that's amazing. That's an amazing message. Mm-hmm. And even though that anime itself isn't particular for me, I feel like the messaging behind it is really inspiring and really right. cool. I'll talk more about it later. So, Spiral Fish Cake, do you have another anime that inspires I you? I do. Ooh. Naruto. Naruto. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say Naruto? Because you know my love for Naruto. Mm-hmm. Is a, Believe it! <laughs> you know my lo- no, love for Naruto is strong. Sure. But it's not just love I have for Naruto, you know. Even though it, that is a lot, I do have a lot of love for Naruto. I also do genuinely find it inspiring. Right. And I find him as a character inspiring, and there are many, many other characters in there that I find inspiring. And I think at the heart of Naruto in so many different places is that if you work really hard and you try really hard, you can change your fate, you can make things happen that you want to happen, you can reach your goals. And not only that, if you're willing to share your struggles with others and try to connect with them, then you can make really great things happen by doing that. And I know our uh, podcast is called Talk No Jutsu, sort of in general because everyone points out his talk no jutsu like wow he was able to get another villain to stop being bad just by talking it out but seriously I do think that while it can be a little over the top sometimes is a really good lesson to have because if you are willing to be open and vulnerable and share how you feel and share what you've been through and the attitudes that you're able to have despite what you've been through it can be really helpful to other people it was really inspiring for me to watch when he was speaking to Gara about all of the things that he went through and how he was able to help Gara sort of turn over a new leaf and change some of the ways that he was acting. It was very inspiring to see how Naruto uses the bad things that have happened to him and the hard life he's had to help other people. And then also just his work ethic, like getting up every day, going and training and just working super hard. That was always inspiring to me. That made me also want to get up and work really hard and achieve my own goals. So are there any teachers in Naruto that really inspired you or is it just Naruto's will and drive? Teachers that inspired me, Aruka, because Aruka sensei himself is not super strong necessarily. Like they don't talk about him being one of the stronger shinobi or anything like that. But his compassion and love and willingness to accept people when other people weren't accepting them and his passion for his students is what really makes him such a great character and I find it inspiring that he uses his compassion compassion and it does so much. If he hadn't been there to be so loving and compassionate to Naruto, who knows where Naruto would be right now? We don't know because we see what happened to Gara when he didn't have anybody like that in his life, but Naruto had Aruka and he turned out a lot different. So I think it's interesting that he's in there and he shows that you don't have to necessarily be strong or the best or whatever. You can just use your compassion and love and you can make big changes in people's lives. And then Rock Lee, of course, is also very inspiring Mm -hmm. to me (laughs) (laughs) and why is that I love Rock Lee. He's one of my top favorite characters in that series because he's not that good at anything really except one thing. He's good at taijutsu and he focuses really hard on that and he becomes amazing at it. And watching Rock Lee focus so much on his taijutsu and not letting people like Neji get him down and make him feel like he can't because there was a lot of people who said that he couldn't and made it seem like he wouldn't actually ever be a great shinobi. But he was able to push through and do it and really work hard 
hard at making it happen. And I think it's helpful because, like I was saying earlier, you can focus very easily on all the things you're doing wrong and forget about all the things that you're doing right. But what I love so much about Rock Lee is he's like, you know what? I'm gonna forget about the things that I can't do very well, not worry about them, and focus really hard on the thing that I do well and make that my thing and become great at it. And he did. I love Rock Lee. <laughs> I know. Shikamaru also inspires me because, as I've said before, I can be pretty listless and unmotivated. <laughs> Same with Shikamaru, who just kind of doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, everything's a drag. I can get that way too. I can get that way a lot. So watching him be able to push through some of that and become great at what he does and not waste his talents, which he could easily do, was inspiring to me too. Yeah, there's so many parts in Naruto that really inspire me. Just the relationships, the characters, just the ideologies of different characters, just the love that they have for each other and so many people. It was just very inspiring. We almost need a whole Naruto-themed podcast just to talk about <laughs> Naruto, huh? Yeah, we'll make a second podcast just only talking about Naruto and no other and anime. It be named after, like, Naruto thing. Talk no jutsu. Oh, crap. <laughs> Man, talk no jutsu is now right. a Naruto-only yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's now the Naruto <laughs> podcast. And the other podcast, we'll have to figure out a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, overall, there's a lot of reasons why Naruto inspires me. I love that anime. It's, it's wonderful. So what's another one that inspires you? So my final one that inspires me is Shiro Bako. I think I've talked about this before. And you'll notice the theme with mine. There's a lot of workplace <laughs> anime. They're all three workplace but, game wow. sort uh, of related uh, stuff. They're all creative. Isaacin's mm -hmm. not a workplace. It's fair, more it's of school. a school club thing. At least how it's starting out. Who knows how, where it could end up. But Shiro Bako. So anime is about this young creative named Miyamori who goes to work in the anime industry. She can't draw, so she's more of a producer. And this one's a little bit less to me about the characters like the other two were. I do get the same kind of feeling of like there are people who are more established producers like Yano who work really hard and have more of a mature attitude about things that when things get tough, Miyamori doesn't know what to do. And at the same time, for Yano, things have gotten a little bit stale, I think, and she is sort of halted in her development. But by seeing the passion and drive within Miyamori, she's able to push herself and push through her roadblock. And there are some character parts that I do like, and just I always like seeing young passionate people doing what they love and learning lessons but I think that what really inspires me about this show is that they may all be professional and it may be more of a serious mature anime like they're not cracking jokes every five seconds there's like one comic relief character for the most part it's just about making this anime that they want to make but they're all such goofy wacky people they may be mature and adults but they still all have their own problems some of them don't work very hard some of them do work really hard but they're inexperienced some of them aren't as passionate about the industry some of them work as hard as they can but run into writer's block it's all this stuff that a real creative person will eventually have to deal with all these different problems various people have and what really strikes me about it is that they don't really abandon too many characters in the anime they don't go oh well that means we just got to find somewhere else like they do have to make tough decisions sometimes 
but at the end of the day they're all in this together and that's kind of the job of a producer is to take everybody and make things happen get them all to work together and get them all to push the product forward and i think that through miyamori's eyes you're able to see okay well anime is it made by a bunch of super geniuses all the time it's made by these regular people who have real problems and they still manage to come through and at the end of the day release something that's pretty good and i don't think that what they released necessarily was a masterpiece but throughout the problems that they've solved and the stuff that you see them have to deal with you see okay well this could have been a disaster but they managed to work through it they managed to solve the problems and just seeing them be able to come together and finally put out the anime like put out an episode of the anime after all the various production issues that they ran into because oh one person decided to be lazy that means that the rest of the production schedule is now behind and so Miyamori has to figure out how to corral everybody to push it through given the time constraint seeing all those problems carefully logically be able to be wrapped together and figured out through all of the resources that Miyamori has it's just really encouraging to think hey you don't have to have it together you just have to put it out at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> like you can do it even if you know yeah all these things go wrong timelines aren't matching the way you thought but hey it, it still works out in the end that is pretty inspiring yeah, they have this other thing too. The director of the anime is like a one-hit wonder. And the thing that he put out after that is kind of crappy. And so he has all these worries about repeating what happened to him and all these expectations of doing what he's done before and not messing up again. And so it's kind of cool to see him like, hey, I messed up. But everybody's encouraging him to be the person that they know he can be and not just the person who he thinks of himself right now he's kind of feeling depressed about mm -hmm. what happened with the last anime he made and he's able to work through that and still be a really good director but they all kind of have to literally force him to be a good director to make it happen he couldn't do it by himself and that's kind of fun to see right i think that anime it sounds like what's what's another thing that's very inspiring is watching everybody work together as a team and make something happen and create mm -hmm. it and put it out there and how they all matter in the roles that they have right and a lot of people are given their first chance to try to do something really cool in it and that comes with its own problems but just the idea it's like hey you don't necessarily have to have the perfect amount of experience sometimes you just have to find your place and be useful in a project because a project just isn't going to happen otherwise you got to find talent somewhere and sometimes even if you're a beginner that they can use your talent they can use the passion you have and you can figure it out and you can figure out how to make it all come together i think that's really cool they show the stories like that over and over again and you know they don't do a perfect job but they do a great job for a first time and they mm -hmm. push it through. They push the anime and make it happen. That's awesome. All right, let's talk about our waifu of the week, Akane Tsunamori from Psychopaths. Laws are a man-made construction, an agreement we all make with each other in the hope of a better life. Enforcing laws unworthy of protection is a betrayal of that pact, a shaming of that hope. You shouldn't underestimate humans. We're always striving for a better society that meets our ideals. I know that you're more of a stan of Kogami, but this is Waifu of the Week. That husbando hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I understand. I understand. So, what do you love about Akane? I think that speech she delivers really just sets the tone for who she is. And what I appreciate so much about her is her ideals and how she sticks to them. Right. She does such a good job of explaining herself, explaining her ideals, making them known to others. And in Psychopaths, you know, they're in this sort of pseudo-utopia where all these people are living supposedly better lives because there's no crime or the crime is lessened and now they have ways of figuring out when people will commit a crime and how to stop it for that or how to tell when people are upset or thinking about doing something bad and she's an inspector and that's where she comes in is dealing with these sorts of people and fighting against them right but she brings into the department this sort of unique perspective of yes she thinks the law is good she thinks that what they have now is good and she's definitely a lawful good person but she never lets go of her ideals and figures out how to work her ideas and things she thinks are right and wrong into the system and sort of bend it in interesting ways to make it still fit with what she agrees with. I appreciate that. She doesn't let the law keep her from following what she thinks is right. She makes the law work for her and I like that about her. Yeah, I like that she never goes around her ideals. She definitely always sticks with her ideals and I think that you can really respect somebody when they're that kind of person that they don't just have ideas they're going to stick to them and they're going to show you why those ideals are important to stick to and in a world such as as psychopaths that's a really important thing in terms of how she is as a waifu she's a very powerful person she really takes charge even though she's a rookie at the beginning she can really take charge of a situation and not do things if it's against her beliefs and i think that's a really cool thing about her and what you're kind of looking at me weird well i think that she grows into that yes she eventually does in the beginning she is a bit unsure of herself Mm -hmm. and has a bit of a struggle sort of figuring things out but I was going to say, I was going to follow that up with a problem that characters like this tend to have is that they tend to be too much of a goody two-shoes. They tend to be too much of a perfect in every way with no fault. I feel like Akane doesn't fall into that trap. I feel like she is a novice at the beginning. I feel like she, if anything, her beliefs, she doesn't go against them. And that can almost be a fault in its own is sort of what the show is trying to show you is yeah. like, hey, like just because you have these really strong beliefs doesn't mean you necessarily have to follow them all the time sometimes there's going to be cases that challenge your beliefs and you have to really question is what you believe the perfect answer or are you wrong and these different beliefs of different people in the show they have friction with one another and Akane really has to ask herself is it time for me to violate my beliefs for this one thing and she may be a goody two-shoes sometimes a little bit but at the end of the day she's not perfect she might have messed up by following her beliefs too closely believing that what she thought was right is more important or the other way around maybe sometimes she's doing what's truly righteous by ignoring what she really wants to do deep down ignoring what her emotions are telling her i think that that's one of her biggest qualities really is that because of her belief she's capable of calming herself down and keeping her psychopaths clear to a fault she can follow her beliefs and not be emotional even though you can see that she clearly has these desires to do various things i don't think that she's a mary sue character and another reason is because 
because I do think that she's pretty stubborn. She has some stubborn streaks when she thinks something's right. You're not going to really change her mind very easily on that. And I do think that she can be a bit too logical. I think her logical side helps her through a lot of the situation and in general it is very good. But I also think that it keeps her from following maybe on some of her emotions that maybe would have been good for her to follow on. I don't know. I like logical people and I like people who try to fix systems by seeing what the system can do and trying to solve it from the inside. I can really appreciate that. I know that you more appreciate some of the other ways of solving problems. Again, Just it's not smash through hour. the problems and kick them down and start again. Yes. Kogami. <laughs> But we need multiple kinds of people in this world. We do. And I guess I always have seen her as the person in that show that really grounds everybody and shows them that you can still figure out how to make a flawed system work and you don't have to always go against it to make it good. Do you want a more perfect system or do you want to fix a flawed system or do you want to start from the ground up with a system that almost surely is going to have more flaws than the current one because unless the current one is doing something that's inherently evil then your new system's probably going to have a ton of problems. And I think that's a big part of Psychopaths is how do you view the current system? And I think I appreciate her view even though I don't always agree with her views that trying your best to work within the law and trying your best to fix what's there We're not saying that she always does that but that seems to be her her MO at the beginning. Trying her best to work within it. But besides that (laughs) I also like how just sort of awkward she can be yeah you know a lot of these shows the characters can be just a little bit too much and i don't know all of the ones in that show feel like real people real problems the ones that are mean are mean for a good reason the ones that are nice are nice but they can be a little nerdy or awkward i just like how awkward she is with kogami yes because she's pretty young she came right out of right out of college i think Mm -hmm. and i mean she's young for the department that she's in i think she might be the youngest in the department and so she's around kogami and he's so stoic and serious and just living his life and when they're with each other it's just kind of funny because she sort of pokes fun at him too sometimes she's not always a serious lady she's got some jokes yeah she's got some sass she has a really good attitude i love that about her yeah it always feels like she's gonna come into the situation and be able to say hey we can figure out a way to do this yeah. And also she's kind of lifts up the situation sometimes with her yeah. jokes. She's got some banter. Yeah. Some good back and forth. I really like that about her. She's a little sassy. A little awkward. I like her outfit. I like her bob. She cute. She um, cute. A lot of anime characters are really out there. Like crazy hair colors and crazy physiques and crazy outfits. But she's got this very serious professional woman yeah. power. She rocks it. I like it. I think they did a great job designing her character. It kind of works with the kind of person that she is. It's very balanced and very professional. And I love that about her. I think that she's cute. How she runs around. She's normal cute. How she runs around in that skirt. I don't know. Is a mystery and amazing to me. Like, good for her. And she has friends in the anime that are more, like, cute than her, in a way. Like, girly. But kind of, she's, like, normal. That has its own charm, in a way, I think. She's, like, girl I think that doesn't get cute. enough attention, like, that kind of look. I, th- I also like how smart she is. Yes. You know, you were saying you didn't like how logical she was. I like that. I feel very 
Like, my heart is close with Akane. I feel like I never had somebody in anime that I felt was saying how I feel about the law a lot of the time. One of the things that I really value about Akane is that I feel like a lot of people say that I'm the kind of person who would never break any law. I, <laughs> I follow the speed limit super close. So I never... <laughs> you really do. I'm a super you go, slow. You go one over and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i feel like it's hard for me to communicate how i feel and i don't get a lot of people who feel the same way about the law as i do but just because i follow the rules doesn't mean i like the rules and just because i follow the rules doesn't mean i don't think that the rules can change and i like that about akane she stands up and she goes hey let's be serious about this if we want to make this world logistically work then how is it going to work is it going to work by us just doing whatever we want no we're going to have to work together to make it happen and that means we have to take the system that we have and figure out how to change it for the better and if that means rooting out parts of it that are corrupting it then that means that's what we're going to have to do but no matter what we've got to work within the system to be able to do that and if we can't work within the system then I guess that's another thing but from Akane's perspective she thinks that these kind of systems can do more good than bad and I think that she sees the value within the psychopath system and she sees the civility that it brings within her society and she recognizes that it is not perfect and she recognizes that it is not good in some places but she doesn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. she's gonna work with it until she can make a more perfect system instead of trying to start over and make this crazy system that you never know how it's gonna end up it's probably gonna be worse than what you already have gonna be more evil because it's just sort of based on your human desires at the end of the day anyway i feel like she represents how i feel about the law it's wonderful she you does are, a wonderful thing you are definitely a lawful good person mm -hmm. and i don't agree as a chaotic evil person i don't agree <laughs> naturally as a chaotic evil person no i'm not chaotic evil yeah you're a chaotic evil fish cake i'm sorry <laughs> no i'm not a chaotic evil fish cake either <laughs> chaotic neutral Cha you think i'm chaotic neutral <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh my gosh. Whatever. I don't always agree with you and I don't always agree with Akane and that's okay. I think it's important to have different viewpoints and you can sort of sharpen each other's ideas by having those different thoughts and make you think more about why you think the way that you do. And I think in the beginning of the show, I didn't really like her. She definitely grew on me and I think she's a very unique character. I don't see a lot of characters in anime like her and I really appreciate the value she brings to that show and Psychopath is my second favorite anime. I love that anime so much. It's a great show if you have not seen it. Psychopath is probably my number three or four. Darling in the Franks is growing on me. I gotta say. <laughs> Does it just become more and more your favorite every day? Yes, and Monogatari. Ooh, it's hard. Gurren Lagan has a lot to compete with, I gotta say. Yeah. Kayan doesn't, though. Yeah, Kayan's your number one. Kayan's never gonna have anything to compete with. But anyway, with. another thing I appreciate about her is her bravery. Yes. She's very brave. I think if you're going to be in all the situations she's in and still have the clarity of mind to make the decision she does, you have to be very brave and you have to be very tough. I'm mostly just impressed with her ability to stay centered and stay focused 
focused on what matters and she doesn't always bring up every little thing she notices that is wrong but she will stand up for her ideals when it's important and that's hard to do that's hard to always do and she never loses her spark i think that a lot of the other characters in there you see get very disenfranchised with their work and seem very burnt out or like they've gotten an edge to them in some ways but she never lets the work do that to her right she does let it mature her and allow it to sort of make her more experienced but it never changes that sort of spark and ideas that she has about what's right and wrong she doesn't let that go she doesn't let being worn down by this job make her lose who she really is and her bright-eyed views of what the world could be i appreciate that and to be clear we are both really highly recommending this anime so i want to be 100 clear we are talking about psychopaths season one you can watch season two but i recommend season one and then stop because <laughs> that's what i really like and i did that for a long time i didn't watch season two and i let it sink in and let my opinion of the show be based off season one you can enjoy season two we I did because we went in with the expectation that it's not going to be as good as season one and it right wasn't, i so. i went in with the expectation it was going to be trash compared to season one and you know what season two is all right i enjoyed it so in summary what do you feel are your top favorite things about what makes akane a waifu i think her understated looks she isn't like every other character she doesn't try to look like every other character she's just herself i love her quirkiness she's smart she's capable but also she's a little goofy she can banter and a little nerdy i like that that's cool about her i like how smart she is she's always incredibly capable and always able to do the task at hand and always able to take this situation think about it logically and see how it applies to her morals that's a wonderful thing to be smart like that i really like her demeanor the way she holds herself and she's very toward toward the end especially she's a very powerful person and she can force her will in the system still that's a really cool thing and lastly i love that she ain't just the goody two shoes you think she is my favorite things about akana she's tenacious she doesn't get stopped easily she keeps going towards her goals she's brave she doesn't let things that scare her stop her she keeps it going she is solid in what she believes and what her views are also she doesn't get intimidated by the people around her you know what i mean there's a lot of kind of scary folks around and she's willing to put up with them and state her opinion still and stand up for what she believes even though she's around a bunch of people who are higher ranked than she is have more experience and maybe that's not always the best thing to do but i respect her for it you know what i mean right and lastly like you said i like her attitude i like her positivity i like her banter with other people and i like her jokes and her sass she's great yeah akane you rock you deserve to be a waifu yeah waifu week you deserve it so now that we're finished talking about our waifu of the week, next up we're going to be talking about some anime we've watched recently. And this does get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to get spoiled, just check in the show notes and you can click the timestamp and go to the next part that you actually want to listen to. Okay, so now that we have finished talking about Akane, let's talk about some anime that we've watched recently. Doesn't matter what you pick anyway. In the end, you'll still just be a shut-in gamer geek. Did I? Don't you call me a geek? And I'm not a shut-in. I died outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that clip, no matter how many times I've heard that clip, it just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> 
So that is from an anime that we finished recently. The Konosuba dub. That's the first Konosuba season. Konosuba season two is what we watched recently, though. The dub came out recently, and that was awesome, wasn't it? Don't you love That was Konosuba? great. I love Konosuba. That show is so funny. It makes me laugh every time I watch it. Every episode is good. They're all just a bunch of goofballs and weirdos just going around doing random stuff. And isekai isn't one of my favorite genres or anything. No. I do like it. I, I have watched some good ones that I've enjoyed a lot. And this one, it just kind of pokes fun at some of the things that are fun to poke at with Isekai. And I just love that. That humor to me is just hysterical. And they're mm-hmm. just doing nothing. Like you said, some people say it's the Seinfeld of anime. Yeah. And if you've ever watched Seinfeld, you know it's just like a group of weirdos just not doing anything, really. Just having random life situations that are funny. And this is the same thing, only in an Isekai. They're just doing random stuff. It's hilarious to me. I love it. I feel like in a lot of other anime, you're watching and it's a group of heroes coming together and it's like, wow, if you met any one of these people in real life, you would be enamored with them. The whole group is just incredible. But I feel like Konosuba really comes together. These are the kind of people that you do meet in real life. They're just, they're just a (laughs) bunch of jerks. Or it's just like your weird friend yeah. who you've known for a while and you're like, this person's kind of weird. Don't really know why they're in our friend group, but we keep them around anyway. But then they're all together in one group. But like, but you like, I like all the characters yeah, you like in Konosuba. You like them. They're all really weird. And Kazuma's a good guy. He's brave when he needs to be. Kazuma! <laughs> oh, Kazuma. Yeah. And Aqua's hysterical. Oh, let, me, let me play the clip. Yeah, so season one and season two, in my opinion, were just as good as each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if you love season one, you're going to love season two because it's hilarious. Right. And I feel like most of the characters are just people you would meet in real life at the end of the day. There's Megumin, who's somebody who's really obsessed with one thing and always focused on that. And it's like, yeah, you support them. But at the end of the day, also, you recognize that their passion could probably be used for something a little greater. But whatever, that's what they want to do. And Lady Aqua is just so useless. (laughs) But she's so powerful for being so useless. I love Aqua. She wasn't useless when they went into that dungeon and got that treasure. That she one is the reason the zombies came after them. <laughs> they are attracted to the goddess energy. <laughs> but it was so funny. Oh my god. She's not useless. She's the only reason they have any problems. <laughs> Aww. She's like my favorite character of all of them. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's hysterical. The blue thing. And then Kazuma, he has moments where he does really good things. But most of the time, he's just a jerk. <laughs> and he's just the most selfish person he in that show. loves but like, his little group of friends. When you see him acting like a jerk, you almost feel like the other people deserve it. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm like, man, if I had to live with these three people, too, if I had to live with Darkness, Aqua, and Megumin all the time, I'd probably be like Cosmo, too. And Darkness. Oh, my. I don't even know where to start with Darkness. (laughs) I'm feeling jealous. Looks fun inside that cage. Down, girl. Like, (laughs) at least she's consistent. 
<laughs> she's funny. I like. Oh darkness. my word! Dar- hey, darkness is honestly hey, my favorite. Darkness but... saved him from being executed. I like Darkness the best, honestly. I think she's hilarious, but also I recognize she's the least realistic of the four. <laughs> she's so weird. She's that one friend that has all these big ideas about stuff, and is just very weird and in their own world, and you're just like. Sure. But at the same time, when they're in sticky situations, a lot of the time darkness is the scapegoat that they use to sort of take the brunt of the problem. Yeah, and she always makes it work and she does it with a smile on her face and I don't think she's realizing that they're using her and maybe for her she just doesn't care because she likes it. If Kazuma's the brain and Megumi's the brawn and then Darkness is like the shield and the stamina and then Lady Aqua is the one that complains. Lady Aqua's the comic relief. (laughs) She's the one that spends all their money. (laughs) (sighs) but their relationships with each other really make the anime because you know they love each other but then they argue all the time like a bunch of siblings yeah they're just so hilarious he's just living with these people who everyone else thinks are like attractive and amazing and powerful and he's like Ugh, you're leaving all this stuff everywhere again. Like, Aqua's a goddess, right? Like, people worship her. Right, and there and... she is vomiting rainbows after drinking too much. <laughs> yeah, right? and he's like, oh, gosh. All right, enough about Konosuba. I think that we got a lot of our feelings out about it. It was great anime. We love it. We love still it. love it. Hilarious. If you great. need a good laugh, watch it. Yes. Fruits Basket. We finished season one of Fruits Basket. So what do you think? I love this anime. I love Fruits Basket. I didn't think I would love it. But I didn't either. We didn't want to watch it. No. That's how they get you. I swear, anything that you don't want to watch just ends up being brilliant. I love Fruits Basket. I love Toru. Okay, I'll just say it. I love Toru. Give me a break. I love Toru too. Who doesn't love Toru? Everybody loves Toru. Yeah, she's amazing. All right, if you don't love Toru, I will fight you. Take this out into the street. Right now. Yes. Let's go. Because I will protect. I want to protect. I want to cherish. That's how I feel about Toru. I do cherish her. All right. Overall thoughts of the show. Toru's perfect. Toru's perfect. She's amazing. Toru is perfect. All the other Torus, like Momiji, also perfect. The bunny kid. Everybody who's not Toru, like Kyo or Yuki or Shigure. They're irrelevant. (laughs) Unimportant. Uninspired. Toru's mom, amazing. <laughs> she made Toru. Oh wait, this is a romance anime. Like what? what yeah, is this some I think kind of? It, it's a like, romance anime. What, what, is this a harem? I don't know. I don't know. Reverse harem. Ah, screw that. Toru and all of the Toru alike people are my favorite characters in all of anime. Come fight me, I will take you. And if you hurt Toru, I will hurt you. <laughs> Okay, but for real, for real. So the main point of this show is that the people in the show turn into Zodiac. So we have Yuki, who's the rat, and then we have Kyo, who's the cat. And it seems, at least for right now, they're both interested in Toru, potentially romantically, and I'm team Yuki 100%. Yeah, same. Especially after the end. Yeah, the end. It was not cool. Okay. I kind of was starting to see what people like about Kyo. Me too. When he took care of Toru. But it's over. I'm officially on team anti-Kyo now. Kyo threw her into a lake. Kyo smacked her so hard that she was launched into the lake. And she just came out of it. She's strong. I mean, what do you expect? Toru's perfect. 
of course, of course, she's trained for this moment. Of course, Do you think she she's like in her room, just like and physically prepared. She's been beaten down by life. How many times? Countless. Try to count. You I can't. can't. You can't. Exactly my point. And now here she is midair just being completely brutally punched by kyo somebody who she loves and supposedly loves her supposedly oh she don't you kill don't you kill people come after me like oh he loves her and that's why he's trying to keep her away ah screw that you don't have to punch your friends it doesn't matter how much you're trying to keep them away this is unacceptable have you even met toru you should protect her not hurt her <laughs> Like, what the heck? Yeah, I agree. Team Yuki all the way. I do appreciate how complicated of characters everyone is in this show. Yes. And I appreciate that she is doing her best to bring out all the good parts in everybody. And she's doing amazing. And she does bring that out in Kyo. She brings out his good stuff. When they tell their sob stories, it legitimately makes me want to cry. We have definitely like Momiji. cried. Oh yeah, we've God. definitely cried over Fruits Basket. Like they did Toru and Toru. I'm going to cry. I'm trying to hold back the tears. Just it's her story so is so sad. But then she's so precious. If she can do it, I could do anything. That's all I feel. Remember, remember. I take be- back all of the anime that inspired me. The anime it's- that inspired me is the Toru show. And Toru inspires me to, no matter what, keep being a kind person. Remember in the beginning where she has her tent? She's just like, okay. She's just holding down the tent in the rain. Yeah. At night. Kyo and are just both like, girl, you sleep out here? And she's like, yes, I love my tent. Do you want to come see what's inside it? It's amazing. And they're like, girl, nah, you got to come in our house. You see how much, how hard she tries and you're like, oh. Yeah. She's so precious and she's so humble. Yeah. I want to be like that. That's how I want to be. Like, I love Toru. She's an inspiration to us all. I know. (laughs) One of my favorite parts in the show, though, is when Kyo told her, he's like, you don't have to worry around me. You can space out or whatever. And she just immediately gets this goofy look on her face and just starts staring off into the distance. (laughs) And he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) I do think that all the relationships in the show are really what make it. Absolutely. We had a wonderful time watching Fruits Basket. I think that the characters are great. I think Toru's wonderful. Their storylines are really good. I don't care so much for the Zodiac part of it. That's not super interesting to me. That would be my one complaint. But I feel like with season two, we're going to learn more about the Zodiac. So maybe some of that stuff will be cleared up more. It just sort of felt like a really good romance anime that didn't necessarily need to have all these other parts to it. Yeah. And in fact, would almost be better without all those parts. But Although I will say the Zodiac is a lot of the motivation for what makes them feel the way that they do. Like the loneliness that Kyo feels because he's the cat. And then, of course, with Momichi, the rejection he felt by his mom because he was born as a Zodiac. Right, but those could have been handled a different way without involving animal stuff. But loved it overall. Great surprise. Was not anticipating liking it so much. Very excited for season two. So, did you finish any other anime? I did. What was that? Sounds of Life season two. Yeah. Last time on our podcast, I was so close to being done. 
but I wasn't done. And now I'm done. And guess what? My group of people made it to nationals. They made it. I cried. They gave the performance of a lifetime. People's moms came. And the main girl in the show, her and her mom have had not had a good relationship. And she felt like she couldn't reach her with her feelings while playing the Kodo. And then her mom came to their performance and her feelings were finally able to reach her. And her mom was really proud of her. And I was just like, crying and I was crying because all of the people work so hard and they did such a good job and last season it ended and they didn't do that great on their performance but they really brought it around and worked together and it ended up being really good and this time they just did so amazing and they did it their own spin on a piece and it was original and I was just so proud of them you know what I mean it was a yes. great ending to the second season of this anime and I hope it gets another season I don't know if it well but it was wonderful i was so proud of them so proud of them for winning for getting closer in their relationships and so proud of them for tying up the loose ends with their family it was great is there one you watched without me just Azuken. okay yeah so Azuken, i've only watched the first three episodes we watched the first episode together but i already talked a lot about it but i just wanted to say kanamori's amazing i feel like we didn't talk enough about her when we were talking about what inspired us so i just want to be clear i also love kanamori she's such a goofball and you almost feel like she doesn't actually care about the group sometimes she's the one that wants to make money right yes i don't even know if she likes it but she's over here like we could sell this we could we, oh you fell let's sell that on the internet let's do this let's make money yeah so they get a club room but it's called beaten up so they are trying to clean up the roof and meanwhile Kanamori's on the ground level filming stuff just to see what it was like originally i think maybe for other purposes but Kanamori catches this fall on video Asakusa has off the roof and she's like oh yeah you know we could probably have somebody buy the video of this fall off the internet as some kind of like a disaster footage kind of thing you know maybe funniest home videos kind of thing and so immediately she posts it online without thinking of the ramifications she's like yeah let's get money for this video this is hilarious surely enough a news agency buys it and tries to say that the school isn't safe like, oh no <laughs> That's bad! But, Holy uh, cow! Yeah, the school was not happy with them when they found out I about bet that, not. Like, they sort of glanced over the fact that that happened in a way, but they made a little bit of money. But that's sort of how it always is with her. It's like, who cares about the consequences? Let's make cash. <laughs> like, you know, money, money. when you get all these creative people together, there's so much incentive to do so much cool stuff. You kind of forget about the logistics and about the real problems that come up with anime and come up with whatever creative endeavor you have. You can't just get creative people together and have them make things and that just be it there has to be some way of turning it into dollars or some kind of way of getting the things that the creators need and having a producer that can do those kind of things it's super important and i feel like kind of more is a reminder of hey there's more to anime than coming up with ideas sometimes it's being able to lead a group sometimes it's being able to solve problems and i love kanamori for that it sounds like you're enjoying the anime too overall I am. This director is clearly very talented. The animation is clearly inspired, and you can tell that it's a love letter to anime, 100%. And you're on episode three? I'm on episode three. I'll probably cover more on it later. Yeah, as you get more into it. Another anime we were watching is My Hero, episode 21. That's where we're at. How do you feel right now? 
I feel as though the season has just been a big disappointment. And as we're getting towards the end, where we only have a couple episodes left, it's ending on such a low note for me. Do you know what the season feels like for me? What? Have you ever just sprinted all out and you're giving it your all? That's what seasons one through three feel like to me. It feels like an all-out sprint for greatness, but then... You start to get this knot in your stomach and you run anyway. That's kind of what the arc with the mafia feels like. It's not quite up to my full standards, but I'm going for it anyway. I'm kind of jogging now. And then as you're sprinting really hard, eventually you start to feel like, okay, this knot is getting worse and worse. Like I I need to slow down. So far, it just sort of feels like they've gone from all out sprint to like, all right, I'm just trying to keep pace. It's still fun to watch, but like, I don't know. It's not yeah inspiring like the first few seasons right it's kind of odd because i had thought that it would get better over time and it's just been getting worse over time yeah and i thought that season four was supposed to be really good yeah and i looked it up the other day and for the most part the whole season's been directly from the manga so it's not filler but it feels like filler some of the things i'm watching feel like filler and i just want to watch what the path had been on the entire first three seasons i know i've already said that but it's like i just continue to feel like we're just taken way off of the path that we were on and that's fine i mean not every anime has to just be a straight shoot to the goal but it just feels odd the League of Villains stole those bullets from Overhaul and then we haven't seen them do anything again. What are they doing? We just need to see the League of Villains again. League of Villains when? Well, and what's Overhaul doing? I want to know. Although I will say, Aerie came to UA and she's so cute. And we're going to see more of Aerie too in the future, I yeah. think. Seeing Aerie is the bright spot. She's the best thing about season four. I want to see her smile. She's been too sad for too long. I feel like this episode in particular had some very uncomfortable and weird jokes. Mineta meeting Ari, you mean? Yeah, what Mineta said when he met Ari, like, oh, you're going to be a looker in 10 years. And then in the manga, it's like, ah, if you were just 10 years older. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you in 10 years or whatever. And she's like six or seven. So that's very awkward to say. Yeah, she is literally a child. Like, I knew Mineta was disgusting already, and I dislike him a lot, but that was just another level of ick. Like, we better find out that his quirk is actually just the balls that come off of him are, like, all of his common sense and all of his morality coming off of his body and into the balls. And that's the only way he knows how to use his power. Well, but that wasn't the only weird comment either. Remember the weird comment in the beginning where where Lamillion, like, puts his butt in a bush and he's like, I'm showing you guys a peach. And we're like... Okay. What? <laughs> Thanks, Lamillion. Thanks. And then later on in the episode where Deku's being pervy towards the girl in the big three. Yeah. He's like, you have that body and you didn't win? And to me, it felt very out of character because he's usually very shy around girls and awkward around girls. Mm-hmm. And then he's making those kind of comments. And then if you look too, there's a kid that's like staring down at her chest. This episode was just filled with very awkward jokes, in my opinion. It wasn't particularly funny. Yeah. But it's fun seeing them prep for the festival. I'm excited to see how the festival all turns out. I wish we had more nice to say about My Hero. Me too, because literally... I love My Hero. The first three seasons are like in my top 10 favorite animes. And the season, not even close. But other people are liking it. But I'm excited to see them put on their their show. Yep, and I'm excited to see them 
deal with gentle villain or whatever. Oh yeah, the gentle hero still. I love how we find out gentle basi- criminal. I love how we find out basically that he's just an influencer. <laughs> he just like wants to get his YouTube channel going. Mm-hmm. That kind of warmed me up to him a little bit. I was like, you know what? Yeah, get your YouTube followers, man. You got this. You can do it. Become an influencer. Yeah, but he's still not the League of Villains. Nah, but he's just a goof. I'll take what I can get, I guess, at this point. Alright, so we just finished watching ReZero, episode one. I've already seen the whole thing, but I was wondering what you thought. Yeah, episode one's actually pretty long. It's like an hour and a half. So that's all I've seen so far. And the beginning was pretty slow. And we watched it over the course of two different times. And I wasn't super excited about it the first time. I also think I wasn't in the mood for it at that point. Mm -hmm. But now that I've kept watching it, it's pretty good. What do you think about Subaru so far? Subaru's really funny. I like his attitude. Although I do feel like it's taken him a bit longer than it should to realize that he's living the same day over and over again. Right. Get it together, my guy. And what do you think about Satella? She's pretty cool. She's pretty tough. I think there might be romance there. Yeah. At some point. I'm not do, so sure about that. Do you ship that. it? I do ship it. All right. Yeah, she's a mystery, though. I mean, we know she's lying about stuff. Yeah. She's not being fully honest, so that's kind of interesting. I wonder why. I wonder who she is. She's still a bit of a mystery to me right now. And then Puck, the cat familiar. He's Ait. What do you think of Felt? I like Felt. She's very spunky. I don't think that there's going to be a romance there necessarily, but I think there's definitely more to her than meets the eye. I think that they're going to develop a really good friendship, but we'll see. I like her. And then old man Rom. He's cool. I like him. I like when he was fighting that lady. He was just throwing down with his weapon, trying to get her. He's strong. I like him a lot. Do you think that everything is as plain as it seems right now? Who do you think of the good guys and the bad guys? I don't know. I definitely don't think that it's as obvious as what we think because Mm -hmm. that medallion is obviously very important. And I think we're going to find out some shady stuff about that. So I'm very curious to know more because the bad lady said, oh, so you're with them. And so I don't know who them is. And I'm very eager to find out. And the guy, the red haired guy that said that he was the swordsman. Mm -hmm. I was acting a bit too humble for my tastes. Right. You kind of didn't trust him. I don't trust him. I'm not so sure about him. I think we're going to find out along the way some very interesting things. I think we're going to learn more about each person. I think there's definitely more than meets the eye to everybody in this show so far. So I'm excited to keep watching. Okay. So, Roroni Kenshin, you're almost done. Yeah. (laughs) I... Yeah, I'm at episode 83 out of uh, 96, I think. 98, something like that. Man, that's been a journey. I've, I only started a couple weeks ago, I think. You've been watching it nonstop. So. I have. I've been watching it as much as I possibly can. And I've been trying to get through it. The beginning was really slow for me. The middle, amazing. All the arc where he goes to Kyoto and fights this guy Shishio that was incredible and now the ending is full of just random filler stuff and i'm just wondering what i'm even doing anymore like what the point is who i am what's going on i'm hanging on just to see if kenshin and haru ever get together that's really all i'm doing right now that's all i am holding on for i have to say this isn't one of my favorite classic anime that i've seen i'm a little disappointed by it the middle really makes up for it but the beginning and ending were just Okay, not that great. And to be such a long anime and to feel so kind of whatever towards the end is kind of disappointing. I know it's not 
totally the anime's fault because as far as I understand the manga wasn't completely done so they kind of had to just fill in holes here and there but kind of falls off and it's kind of sad actually but Kenshin as a character is really good I enjoy him he has this quirk of being like I had a really good time that I did we yeah. kind of incorporated that in our day-to-day talks now. Yeah, accidentally the other day, literally we were talking and I was tired and I was just like, yeah, I had a good day that I did. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute here. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally spoke like Kenshin. Oh my god. I've just been watching so much of it that it just came out of my brain. But overall, I mean, I'm going to wait to see obviously how it's done and then I'll speak more on it. But it's good. It's not great. I get why it's a classic, but it's not one of my favorites. But the arc with Shishio in the middle, fantastic. I will say that. Awesome. All right. So, Golden Time. We've watched up to episode 15. We've already watched this anime before, but watching it again, I remember why I like it. Yeah, so when we first got married, there was really nothing to do in our house for a while because we didn't have our furniture yet. We didn't have our stuff yet for a couple days when we first moved in and you were watching Golden Time by yourself and I just kind of looked over and I was like, what are you watching? And I knew you watched anime, but we never had to really watch it together at that point. I hadn't really watched anime since I was a kid, since Dragon Ball Z when I was like nine or ten. Pokemon. Yeah, and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon and all that. So Golden Time got me back into it. Thank you, Golden Time. I have now been a watcher of anime ever since. So this has a special place in my heart as the anime that got me back into it. And now it has a dub and it's been good so far. Yeah, they picked uh, good voice actors for all the different people. Yeah, that one who plays Coco is just so perfect for Coco. It almost feels like she was made to play Coco. Exactly. And I just remember all the sparks of why I enjoyed it. All of the relationships and it's not necessarily clear who he should be with and who he should choose. I enjoy that. Even though I know the outcome at this point, it's still like, oh, what if he chose her? Oh, but he could be happy with her too. Oh no, like what should he do? And right. past Bonri's conflicting with Bonri now and he's it will never be able to really go back without losing his current self. Gosh, like he can't go Bonry back to- is so silly to Yeah. Me. Ghost Ghost is is really so, but at the same time, I, I sympathize. Like, oh, you have these conflicting feelings. Right. I get that. Because past him is still very real, when current him's very real, and he can't go back in the past without losing his current self. It's like choosing which version he wants to be. Coco and Linda are great main girls, but we got to the part where he's kind of flirting with Linda. Coco gets really mad. At that party with Linda. Yeah, he's at that party with Linda. He lied to Coco, didn't tell her where he was going. Sharing a Lady of the Tramp style kiss with one of those glow sticks. Is not mm. okay. Bonru was being bad. No, he was cheating. Yeah, he was. Sorry, in my book, that's cheating. That's not cool. I agree. You start doing that flirty stuff with other people at a party. Not okay, mm. Bonri. He deserves to have Coco come. Even though Coco acts a little crazy, this one time she was justified. She really was. And of course, he didn't mean to be there with Linda. It wasn't his intention, but he could have not done that. He could have not lied to her about getting a job either. Also, most of the voice acting is really good. I feel like Chinami's voice acting is good, but at the same time... Her voice isn't supersonic. 
Yeah, it's not Her as voice good is as kind of normal. Oh, it's not that the sub is good. It's just that nickname doesn't really fit her voice. I, in the I dub. feel like her voice actress in the sub is better than the one in the dub. I mean, she doesn't do a bad job, but like, mm. no, it's not bad. It just doesn't fit as well with her character as it could. And it's just not great. Anyway, she's not a major character, so it's not that huge a deal. I do want to see what they're at the beach. I like how Coco's relationship is evolving with Gina and me. I think that's cute. I think it's cute too. Yeah. She's trying to be her friend. That's what I appreciate about Coco. She's very stubborn and it does take her a while to change, but she does it over time and she knows that she has things wrong with her. Mm -hmm. She knows she's crazy and has faults and she's trying to be better. I do appreciate that about her. So I'm excited to keep watching it. Mm -hmm. Keep going. All right. So Demon Slayer. I gotta say it's episode 21 now. I, I think I get it. I think I get it too. I think... I finally get it. It took basically the entire season. Yeah, the season was a slow burn, but man, man, I get it now. I get it. It's good. It's great. Demon Slayer's great. It's awesome. Yeah, Shinobu, great. Uh, You know what? Shinobu deserves the world except for being the top Google searcher, but... (laughs) she's amazing she's everything i hope for previously when i was saying she better be good she's great i love it she's so sassy i love it and she's all just like "Mm, so i couldn't cut off your head does that mean that i can't kill you (laughs) fool yeah you fool i can poison you does that hurt i'm sorry i'm like oh girl Ooh. she's over here like let me see all your sins that i can punish you yeah and, and she's like, like what we can be friends it's fine but tell me how many people have you killed like what what i know <laughs> she's best so introduction cool. for a character in a long time i agree i'm 100 percent about shinobu and she was so mysterious healing zenitsu like what in the world is going on with this character she had just the right amount of lead up time and then boom oh it was amazing I did like, too, that we got some more background on the demons and what they were going through and being forced to be a fake family. Yeah, so one of the big plots is that Rui, the younger brother spider, is forcing the older sister spider and the older brother to be a family with him. And if they ever change back from being the white spider creatures to be more demon regular, then he punishes them. And that's been interesting. That's been good. Yeah, I'm not so sure I completely sympathize with them as much as they want me to. Like, they still killed people at the end of the day. Oh, I don't sympathize with them at all. Right. I don't feel like you have to sympathize with every but villain. It, but, but that I doesn't s- mean that it doesn't have to be interesting and you see how they got into the situation. They're still selfish. They're still looking after themselves. But at the end of the day, it's still interesting, their backstory. It's still cool. And their powers and character design are still really cool. Yeah, and it still is a sad situation, even though they shouldn't be obviously killing people. Kind of seems like they don't have that much of a choice, but at the same time, they do have a choice, I think. But, you know, their situation's sad. It was interesting to learn more about that. In the past, when we've learned more about the demons, it just felt very shallow, and we only learn about them for a couple minutes right before they die or something. Yeah, that's a real problem in Shonen. The big bad guy, they try to humanize him real quick right at the very end. And, and they just throw in some backstory just so that you can be like, oh, it was an interesting villain. Nah, you, you didn't lead up to it right. You right. just sort of threw it in for the sake of it. And it doesn't feel earned. 
Exactly. This is the first time in the show I've enjoyed learning the backstory about all of the different demons and the bad guys. I think that that's been helpful. Yeah, it's not like the bongo guy where we learned that he was into music and was not appreciated by his dad at the very last second. Oh, nobody appreciates my work. And then Tanjiro's like, you did a good job. And then he's like... I was appreciated and recognized. Yeah, that was so silly. That was so dumb in my opinion, but this is a lot better. So yeah, I feel like starting to really understand more why people like this show so much. Just with the introduction of Shinobu, I think she's Ugh. really cool. And but then just everything. Yeah. The fights continue to just be really neat and really pretty. So, Inosuke, he's probably the one that so far has had the least good attention, but he's also kind of new. I like his personality. It's fun. It's playful. We're having fun. We're enjoying it. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. He's not normal. That's fun. That's fine. Zenitsu, his fight with the older brother spider, I'm like, whoa, wow, what's happening? This is crazy. He's poisoned, but he's like remembering his father and it's like, he's using his like lightning <laughs> abilities and he does one thing really well and he's like and then boom and then ah and the animation is just like wow and you're like yes this is this is good this is heating up i like this anime and then then you you finally see tanjiro and tanjiro is like trying to protect nezuko and they just can't do it and they're fighting the younger brother spider and then they're just like tanjiro's trying to defeat him but he just can't because like every time he tries to strike the spider webs break his sword instead of the other way around so he's trying to beat this guy given the fact that his sword can't even break through the web but then nezuko coke it's caught in the spider's web and is being torn apart but she's able to use her demon blood art and tanjiro is able to use it the dancing that his father did as he remembers as he's about to die like the past and he remembers his father just like zenitsu and he starts like using this new art from his father it goes crazy and it like combines with nezuko's blood explosion demon art and it gets on the sword and he's she, he's able to cut off ryuji's neck and you're like what is this anime all of a sudden what happened who like did they just phone it in the first half my blood is rushing the anime is beautiful like the water is beautiful and then like after that Gyu comes in and there are some unbeatable people there but Gyu just comes up and is killing people just by like walking by them like oh you're approaching me oh boom you're already dead you didn't even think about it Gyu just comes up and just wrecks your life in Shinobu it was more of a show she gave us a show and she smug and fun and interesting but like at the end of the day still one at the end of the day you're at the edge of your seat the whole time and it's like what happened how did we get here that just felt like regular shonen to firing on all cylinders wow it did feel like they turned the knob up on the anime like all the way so there's definitely cool moments in the beginning parts too but now it just keeps feeling like cool moment after cool moment yeah, it feels earned. I will say if they continue to do the thing where they just remember their family and then they become super powerful, that's going to get old. Yeah, I agree. I think that was nice during the last recent episodes, but if it keeps being a thing that they fall back on, that will get irritating. It just felt a little weird when it was like, Zenitsu, he's remembering and his life is flashing before his eyes. It's so beautiful. And then it's like, Tanjiro, he's remembering his life is flashing before his eyes. If it wasn't so animated so perfectly, it would be kind of repetitive. This is still beautiful and powerful and amazing. And then Nezuko also remembers her mom or something. I don't know. Let's, let's just keep doing 
doing that. Right. I get it. They remember their family and then they become super powerful for some reason. Like, what? when is it going to stop? Yeah, it was special, these moments in the episodes. But I feel like if they keep doing it, then it won't be. But yeah, I think overall, I'm starting to really like it a lot more. I was not a big fan in the beginning, but I'm starting to grow on me. All right. So we love Demon Slayer now. Yeah. So finally. Last thing we watched. Jojo. We finished JoJo Season 1. And we're on Stardust Crusaders Episode 18. Of Part 1. Wow. Man, it has surely been a bizarre adventure. (laughs) It definitely has gotten more bizarre. I gotta say, I like Jonathan. I feel like I didn't respect Jonathan enough. Yeah, I feel like Jonathan's been my favorite show star. I know that's not a popular opinion, but like, give Jonathan some cred. He was cool. Yeah, Jonathan was so good. His rivalry with Dio was great. I really kind of miss that, actually. It was fun and funny, and he was creative without being too smart or too spunky. And Speedwagon was the most Speedwagon he ever was. Uh, I know. And I miss Speedwagon. like I knew he was gonna die because he can't live forever at the end of jojo season one but i was still devastated i cried a little bit over him because i miss him so yeah overall thoughts on season one i did like joseph he was good yeah i thought that i was gonna like joseph better than jonathan but then he was good yeah at the end of it all he was fine i was having a good time i was kind of losing interest a little bit with the villains that's the only thing i think that the main characters have all been pretty good up until jotaro and then the villains have just gone downhill over time they've tried to make it seem like they're just so powerful and all this kind of stuff yeah and... that guy with the chariots was not my favorite but dio was so amazing and it feels like it's all just been downhill I was so glad to find out that Joseph lived. I know, right? Yeah, and so now we've moved into Stardust Crusaders, and we're in the 80s. Oh my word. In Jotaro, he can be fun sometimes, but I gotta say, shonen anime, don't introduce your character by having them call their mom bad names. Yeah, he calls his mom the B word, and that's Joseph's daughter. Yeah. That's a descendant of Jonathan and Arena. Have some respect on the Joestar name. Yeah, so I thought at first it was just gonna be that he was mean to his mom because of the fact that he was possessed by a ghost but then the ghost turns out to be his stand and he keeps doing it even after trying to push his mom away i wish joseph would beat the crap out of him yeah what the heck jotaro like that's your daughter and then letting your grandson and then it keeps being about joseph and not being about jotaro and i'm like you know what fine It's not Jonathan, but at least Joseph's pretty cool. Yeah, Joseph's cool as an old man. I think I like him better as an old man. I like him as an old man. It's fun. The other episode when we were watching it and he was like, now you're going to say this. I was really excited. As a youngster, he's like, I'm the coolest. I'm the best. I may not be in the best situation, but I'll figure out a way through it by bluffing. And then as an old man, he's like, oh, crap. (laughs) Why is everything falling apart? He's like, why? You guys better figure this out. <laughs> why is this face on my arm? <laughs> but then he still got the old, like, very smart, gets it out in the end JoJo thing, you know? <laughs> That's what I liked about Joseph. Every time you'd think he was in the end of everything, he would just somehow miraculously be super smart and pull it out. And he did that still. Okay, but to be clear, we now 100% understand one thing about this anime that we never understood before, right? 
Right. And what is that thing? That it's bizarre. That it is a bizarre adventure. It is both an adventure in Star Dust Crusaders and it is quite bizarre. Ever since the weird Chucky doll-esque stand came, it's just gotten weirder and weirder. Yeah, and how come there's so much liquid? Li- 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 what is happening? That was terrifying when he was eating that bug from a tree and he turned around and the girl was like, oh, I don't think he's okay. Jotaro, help. Yeah, Anne was like, Anne is cool, by the way. She's great. I love, I Anne. love Anne. All of his other buddies, I don't know. Jean Pierre's okay. Kakioni, I haven't seen him do that many interesting things. Muhammad Abdal, I like, but now he's gone. Yeah, no, he did. He was the coolest one, too, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. What the heck? But Anne's still around. She's just not part of the main cast. So I guess we literally just have Joseph now. Jotaro's growing on me a little. He's being nicer. He's really nice to Anne. I think Jotaro's cool deep down. It's just... And Anne kind of likes Jotaro. I've noticed that. Oh, yeah. She's she's totally into him. him. But I don't think there's going to be anything that happens between the two of them. I don't know. Maybe there will be. I will just say I'm hoping that as Stardust Crusaders keeps going that it lives up to my expectations. Because I heard that Arc 3 has some really good parts to it. And also the... Like... (laughs) I heard that that has some really good parts to it and it's going to have to be really good to live up to my expectations there. I'm not so sure I'm enjoying this season as much as I did the first part of the first season. I feel like the first part of the first season is still my favorite. Although this has been easier to binge watch and get through. We have been sitting down and watching a lot of it at once and that's been easier. It's very Monster of the Week now and it's been fine. It's been easy to deal with. It's just you're sort of watching it and you're like, but but why? <laughs> like, I feel like I can't still, look away. It's why a train are we still wreck. dealing with? Why is there a bug that is the bad guy for some reason right now? And why is the fog the bad guy? Why are they licking a toilet? <laughs> Why is this old lady trying to... What, why is there a weird creature that eats living thing? Why is there this pimple on Jojo? <laughs> <sighs> There's a lot going on right now. something inside Jojo's brain? And then they're making Jotaro do all this weird stuff. I feel like I'm not 100% on board. It's too bizarre for me. But then <laughs> there's this promise that Dio will be there in the end. And That's if what I matters just, most to me. If I just push through this, and if Joseph and Jotaro just push through all this bizarreness, that we will get to Dio. And it's going to taste so delicious. I just, I can feel it. And Dio attached his head to Jonathan's body. Yes. So Jonathan's still here in the anime. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that because I want to see what Jonathan's body can do and I want to see what Dio could do and I'm so looking forward to that because there's all that joking about, oh, it's a perfect being. It's this Dio guy, he's pretty cool. Like, I want to see, he's evil as heck, but like, I want to see what he can do with his own powers because obviously this is going to come to a head where they get to Egypt and they fight Dio, so. Right, I'm excited. I'm not sure how I feel about stands quite yet, but the jury's still out. I'm going to keep waiting and see they've been ever, doing some interesting things ever them, since but. stan started being in the show it got a lot weirder so i don't know if i like that but i do like jojo's stand jotaro's stand it's, i do too cool. jotaro stands my favorite 
Yeah, overall, I'm still having a good time. It's a little weird. Joseph is cool. Jotaro's all right. Jonathan's still my favorite. Didn't know what I had. I'm warming up to Joseph. Yeah, I'm warming up to Joseph. I feel like he Jotaro. could eventually be my favorite. You think so? Old man Joseph? Old man Joseph. Like, over time, knowing him all these years. I just miss Jonathan being like, but Dio, you can't do that because that's evil. And Dio being like, but I'm going to anyway, Jonathan. And Jonathan being like, well, I don't have to stop you then. And he's like, I try. But could you imagine when Joseph's going to be like, Oh no, you got me, Dio. <laughs> Hurry, Jotaro, come help yeah, me I, with this guy. I cannot wait for Joseph to meet Dio. That's going to be great. Jotaro, you got to use your stand to kill this guy. What's his problem? <laughs> he keeps punching me in the gut. Is Joseph the new Speedwagon? Speed wagon? Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> that's the dream. I love the little nod at Speedwagon, though, how the Speedwagon Foundation was created. Yes. That's great, because I miss him so much. Yeah, but we're looking forward to the rest. I think that, safe to say, we are in good hopes, good spirits for JoJo. Yeah. We are very excited. Now yeah. all of the assassins or whatever, the seven whatever bad guys and the old lady are gone. They're gonna meet Dio soon. It's episode 18. They've got to beat the bad guys soon, so... I'm ready. Looking forward to it. I'm ready for Dio again. I've missed him. He's been sorely missed by me, for sure. So I'm excited to be talking about that next time. Indeed. All right. Well, I think that's all we're talking about for today. So thanks for listening. You can't send one of us home. I mean, we just got here.